Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene and Lori. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us today. We're so happy that you're going to be here to um, listen to this episode. And I hope that you have enjoyed the episodes that we have put out recently. I know we've had great feedback on the um, recent episodes, especially the testimony that came out with Brad and Ann recently. I know that that's been a blessing. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to that. But today we're going to talk about how to handle the relationship with your spouse and another person. And we say the word your spouse, but we're talking about um, whether you're married and your spouse is involved with another person or whether you've gone through separation or divorce and there's another person. We're just going to talk about how to navigate the relationship when there's another person involved. The other person is very important for us to discuss today because the enemy is always going to try to remind you of the other person because that is the one that you feel has stolen your spouse. But there's many other things that have happened also in your spouses and your marriage. So we're wanting you to focus on understanding that that other person, we need to pray for them and pray for them to go back to where the Lord wants them to be. Let's talk about that as the first point is praying for the other person. Um, Sometimes it can feel difficult to pray for the other person because you may feel a hatred, like you said, towards the other person, but you need to realize that they are not the enemy. Yes, they may be involved in a relationship with your spouse right now, and that is wrong, but... We need to look at those people with the same grace that God looks at them and with the same love that he has for them. And praying for them is a great way to um, start doing that. Pray for their salvation and pray for the Holy Spirit to speak loudly to them. Number one, they may not know the Lord, but many of these spouses that we work with, they've had another marriage They also may have a spouse and children that they um, are working around and dealing with. Yeah, it seems much more common than not that when one person has left a marriage and gotten involved with another person, that there is another spouse, another family that has been left behind and is hurting or is dealing with the same situation you're dealing with and possibly even praying for their mate to come home. And so you could partner with, you know, the other spouse and praying for both people that are involved in this relationship with your husband or your wife. Oh, positively. I know that at the beginning when I started praying for Bob uh, to come home and leave that other person, I did not have the um, resources that we have now. And I really allowed the enemy to speak bitterness, hatred, and anger for that other person. And I had to, the Lord really dealt with me that I was sinning against the Lord by having that hatred and anger. Regardless of what they're doing, um, they need to become a child of God or, or they have walked away from God as a child of God. And so we need to 
really realize that if we can take that other person not to be the enemy, but for us to pray for God's best for them would be a huge beginning for you that you're seeking God's perfect will and way for them and their family, and that's what we want. And then we we know what God has directed us and has spoken to us. We talked about this in the podcast that we did with Natasha and Tim, and that's episode 117 if you want to go back and listen to it. But in their relationship, the other woman that Tim was involved with was the person who said to Tim, go home to your wife. And she was pivotal in their marriage restoration by God getting hold of her and her finally saying to this man she was involved with, you don't belong here with me, you belong with your wife. And that's possible for God to do. So pray not only for your spouse to have their eyes opened, but that the person they're with will have their eyes opened as well to see that that person they're with is not the person for them. That is your husband or your wife. It's not the person they should be with. Oh, that is so powerful and so true. I know that when you find out that there's another person that your spouse is involved in, or when you find out that your spouse is married, some of you have found out that your spouse has remarried multiple times. It can be devastating. And that's what we want you to understand is that God is not taken by surprise by this. And you do not have to let this relationship be something that brings defeat and discouragement to you. You can look at it as just another way to pray specifically because now you know that there's a relationship that you can be praying against. There's a relationship that you can um, be praying for your spouse and for this other person. And so don't let this news be something that just deflates you and derails you from your stand that God has called you to do. When you have family members and children with birthdays and events of different holidays, you may meet that other person at the, those parties. And we want you to radiate the Lord and not be uh, so angry or upset or bitter that they're even invited to that, that um, event. And that can be very hard for you at the beginning, especially if you have not been prayed up and forgiving that other person. Yeah, we talked about this um, in depth with Jim on um, the episode about your in-law relationships and how there will be times that your extended family and you, like you said, may have to interact with this person. And there is a way to show them the love of Christ. And that's so important because you are the one that you are the example representing Jesus Christ. You are the one that's going to go the extra mile and radiate the love of Jesus. And all the time you're seeing her or him or all the times that you have any discussions with family events, you have to say, Lord, give me the strength. Let me radiate your love. And may I just put all of my uh, feelings aside because I want my children or, or these families not to see me responding in anger and bitterness. Well, what would your spouse think if you're saying, I've changed, I'm a different person, and God has transformed me, and then you end up going to a graduation together or something and some other event, and you're with the other person, 
acting like a deranged person. I mean, our walk needs to match our talk and it's not easy and we can't do it in our power, but it's only through the power that Christ gives us that we can do that. And I know how you're feeling as I had it happen and I became the deranged woman for a short season. And I want to tell you, the Lord showed me very quickly and strongly is that you have to be accountable for your behavior, your words, and your actions. And regardless of who we see or what we say, we're not to gossip to other people about the, your husband or wife or, and that other person. We have to take captive our, our words in our mouth that we are not cutting down our spouses because they could be um, telling somebody else what you said and it can get back to your spouse. And we have got to live that Christ-like life. We just can't put it on and off. We need to have it be a 24-hour day heart transformation. Right, and there may come a time like it happened with you, where you get to share with the person that your spouse is involved with in a romantic relationship that you're praying and standing for your marriage. And that could be an opportunity for you to share Christ with an unsaved person and to show them who Jesus really is. And I know in your situation, you've shared before how you were able to go to coffee with, um, your husband's girlfriend, your ex-husband's girlfriend, you were divorced, but you were able to tell her, help her with a problem and right. to tell her that you were standing for your marriage. She was dealing with a custody issue and she did not have the children when she was supposed to have them back. And Bob called me and he said, I don't know of anybody that could pray for her other than you. And I would like to know if she could come uh, to church where you're going tonight and you talk to her and pray with her afterwards. And what do you say when your husband is saying, can you meet at church and pray with her? And um, so I fortunately had been praying for her to be removed from our relationship. So I thought, well, I, I would be devastated if my children were not coming home tonight. So the priority is that you you let the Lord use you for how he wants to use you. And I was able to sh share shorter parts of my testimony. I was able to share the power of God, how he was speaking to me through scriptures. I was able to um, pray for her children, which was so important, would be important for me, it was devastating for her. And at the end, the Lord brought her children back that very night. And... Um, and we, I just give all the glory and honor is that God got the glory on that. And she got to hear and see me in a new way that I cared about her. She wasn't my enemy, but that she was another person that had had a bad marriage and didn't know how to fight for that marriage. Exactly. Let me um, share a testimony from a woman that you may have read about in our Saturday testimonies, but she had a very similar situation. And she said, I was able to pray with the other woman in church today. A few weeks ago in deep conversation with my husband, I told him that I would like to pray with her. And then I left it there. I spoke to God and I said, God, when that time comes, please be my mouth. Well, weeks later, our church said that they felt a need for people to come up for prayer, for bondages to be broken. And we attend the same church. I hoped that she would step forward, but she didn't. 
I don't know why our pastor decided to go up to her in her seat, but he started praying over her and I was able to lay hands on her with our pastor. When he left, I hugged her and she hugged me tightly and did not know that it was me yet. But when she looked up and saw me, she was surprised and tearfully hugged me tighter. I was shaken and overwhelmed by the whole sermon. I didn't even plan on going to church that day as my husband came early as he does on Sundays. We had such a great chat over coffee that day. Thank you, Jesus. That's the prime example of what we would love to see God do in each of these relationships. Positively. And she had no idea when she went to church this would ever happen. And this is what you have got to believe, that God is orchestrating every day different things that's going on in your life or behind the scenes that you don't even see or may not hear in a year or two or whatever, or your children may come home and say something. But you've got to understand the Lord is so powerful to have this orchestrate. When I read this testimony, I was shouting, hallelujah, praise the Lord. What were the chances of all of that to be orchestrated out to that detail? And God did it. And and ask yourself, like, would you be willing to do that? Would you be willing, if you were at the same church with your spouse and this other person, to go pray for that person? Or would you have so much anger and bitterness that you're thinking they're wrong and I'm right and there's no chance I'm going to pray for them? I think that's something that each person listening can really examine your heart and, you know, ask God to expose any pride that you have over this situation. We really need to examine how you feel about that other person. Ask the Lord, start praying about it for this coming week. And start saying, Lord, is there any um, wrong thoughts, wrong feelings? Am I acting? Am I speaking properly in front of my children about the other person? My husband told me that they had a name for me and would, would joke about it when they were in the swimming pool or around the other kids with her family. And um, he said to me, I never realized how I was destroying you your character in front of other children, that you were not a a good person. And afterwards, the Lord revealed that to him. So we've got to be careful what we say about the the other person in our lives, because our children are, that's their mom and dad that we're praying for. But we, we are emotional and we can get upset and we may be talking on the phone and having some telling the other person about our circumstances to pray. But your children may be hearing every word you're saying. Well, let's let's talk about kids for a minute. Um, when you have kids and there's a spouse that has a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a wife or a husband, um, when they've entered into another marriage, it, there's a navigation that needs to happen with your kids. Um And we hear from people constantly saying, my spouse wants to introduce this person to my children. What do I do? And it's something to be prepared for. Um, I would say teach your kids to be respectful of the other person, first of all. You don't have to agree with what they're doing, um, but your children can respect and show the love that you should be showing to this other person. There's a passage in First John that talks about this. Do you want to read that? Yes, I would love to. 
In 1 John chapter 4, verses 19 to 21, it says, We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister, is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister, whom they've not seen, cannot love God, whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. And that's that's clear cut. I mean, if you are training your children up in the Lord, then you're explaining to your kids that because God loves us, we're going to love this other person. And you can teach them to be respectful um, because of that. This person may be involved in your family for a season. And like we talked about earlier with parties, with graduations, with weddings, this person may be there. And how can you, how can your children, how can your adult children show grace and love to this person? Um, We can hate the sin, but we can love the sinner. And I think that's something when you have children that you can just constantly be communicating to them. I would like to flip over to Psalm 18. And if you have not read Psalm 18 recently, I would recommend you read it because it is a very, um, it's a longer psalm and it is excellent. But it's talking about God giving us strength and he's our refuge. He's our fortress. He's our deliverer. And if we can know who we are in Christ and who God is and what he wants to do for us, then we can walk daily in victory and not be defeated, not be discouraged by any circumstances or having a events that we must go to. We can do it all in the name of Jesus, that the Lord is going to give me the strength He's going to be the one to help me. So let me just read a few verses throughout it. In uh, Psalm 18, it says, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. And that's key. This is a scripture that you can pray and say, Lord, you know what I'm going through. Rescue me. Save me from the enemies. And then it continues. The cords of death entangled around me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry came before him into his ears. And it goes on, and it uh, keeps talking about how mighty God is. Let me jump down to verse 16. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. So it continues on, and I would say that you would be encouraged um, by reading this psalm and become one, may become one that you like to read regularly because it says, he is your refuge, he's your shield, and he's our rock, and he is our strength. In the Bible, there's a story that is a 
perfect example of a man who was standing for the restoration of his marriage, in essence, and the story of Hosea and Gomer. And you can go read that if you've not read it recently and Hosea. But in there, Hosea is praying that Gomer's path would be stopped, that um, that it would just be restricted. And so we would say to pray prayers like that. Pray that your spouse is not fruitful in gathering and meeting with the other person. Pray that there's events that they're supposed to go to and that um, that it would not happen. You're not praying curses on the person, but you're praying for God to intervene and to stop the path of sin and destruction in their lives. So I hope we've encouraged you to be able to believe that you can walk strongly and Christ-like while your spouse is with another person and that you are being an example not only to your children but in-laws and friends, family at church. You can do all things through Christ who will strengthen you. And loving that other person and being kind to them is not showing that you condone what's happening. So don't believe that lie. In no way are you condoning what's happening by just trying to show that person the hands and feet of Jesus, especially if they're not saved. We expect unsaved people to act unsaved. And so you can still love them and hate what they're doing. Amen. So let me close with the scripture that uh, you can look up in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 23. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels and the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not be resentful, and those who oppose him, he must gently instruct in hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to the knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. A powerful scripture for you to have hope and encouragement that God is in control. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.